right. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of Why Do People Like Anime? Because I'm alone. I'm alone! <laughs> and I'm already feeling a little self-conscious in my house by myself, talking to myself. But, uh, yeah, how do YouTubers do it? Uh, as you might know from listening last week, uh, John is out of town. He's in, at home for the week, and then he's gonna go on his bachelor party and i'm mercury is also in retrograde so that's working out really well for me i got locked out of my house because they changed the locks conveniently the day after john leaves had a minor panic attack not a problem there uh but i do have the keys to my house and i did eventually get into my house I feel like that's, like, the one fear I have. Okay, I'm going to try to... <laughs> I'm going to try to not turn this into a therapy session, but uh, it might be because I started watching this show kind of just out of, like, morbid curiosity because I've seen it around. I didn't know what it was about, didn't know what the appeal was of it. Turns out, Agretzko, which is what I just, like, happened to watch, all the whole season of, like, independent of John, <laughs> I really liked, I really, really liked it. I'm also, uh, if you've been an, a listener, you've, you may have listened to John's solo episode, and I think I have a, a slight advantage, I have a slight advantage because I, I edit the episodes. So I can say whatever I want. Whenever I So I'm feeling pretty confident. Feeling pretty good about that. But yeah, I watched Agretzko this week. Um, or just like over the last couple weeks, really. And I did some research. Because I didn't want to be empty-brained. Trying to, to explain how I feel about it. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Agretzko is actually a product of Sanrio, who I, you, you know, made Hello Kitty, and that little depressed egg, whose name I'm forgetting, but you might have seen it, like the egg character that's just eternally depressed. So I guess the logical next step, Hello Kitty, that egg thing, and then Agretzko, which is basically if Hello Kitty grew up and got an office job. <laughs> I feel like this is a cartoon for adults, but not in the way that like South Park or Family Guy is a cartoon for adults, right? Like this is more of kind of like the office style humor, but not even that. Like there's themes in that totally reminded me of the office. But, like, this is more of, like, a wholesome, like, what's Gretzko, what's Retzko up to today, but she's 25, and all of the comedy bits are played for an adult audience. Like, this is definitely not for kids. This is for people who would understand what it's like to be working for a living. But then... 
that's countered by <laughs> these happy tree friends, like cute little characters. This is like for people who maybe saw Hello Kitty growing up and then <laughs> kind of have that desire to return to something like that. So basically, Agretzko is a show about a, I guess I don't know what she is. She's a little happy animal that, and everyone in the show is a cute little animal, who graduates from college. <laughs> it's kind of like a really, the, the beginning of the show really sets the tone. She's like, yes, I finally got a job. <laughs> and then it's like five years later. And she's still at the same job. She hasn't moved up at, at the company at all. She's in, she's an accountant and she's 25, right? And so she basically is just trying to get through her day, deal with office culture, deal with the slow progression of time, <laughs> the slow march towards uh, something, right, in life. And, in, and uh, after like two episodes of the show, I was like, oh, I'm in. That's me. I was like, I relate to this character in a very big way, right? Because, I don't know, it's like her whole identity is surrounded in this job. And she's been working tirelessly at this job, trying to be perfect. And there's even characters in the show. There's like a gorilla character and a a bird who are like the upper the upper management ladies <laughs> and they have like a powerful walk about them and they just like they just like nail it and when they pass her in the hallway it's like oh wow i'm never going to be like those business women who who have it all together like i think the first thing that happens is she like is late to work She's like on the crowded train and she realizes she's still wearing like slippers, basically. I think she calls them like, I mean, they're, they're Crocs. She didn't, she forgot she was wearing Crocs and she runs into the goody two shoes, doe, doe eyed doe character. <laughs> and she's just like, how do I, how do I make it to my office to get these shoes off? Right? Like I can't be seen looking like this looking like a mess, looking like I usually do when I'm at home. Like, I have to keep up this presentation. And I was like, damn, I've been there. I've totally been there. Can't tell you how many times I'm getting ready for work. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God. And I, it's something that you probably nobody really thinks of unless I'm wearing like a dirty shirt or something, right? But for the most part, like, I, I don't judge people too much for what they're wearing, especially at, like, a casual workplace. But that was just, like, the first thing where it's like, oh, Retzko is going to be constantly trying to figure out, A, who she is, but she's got to sort of, like, deal with her perfectionist anxiety about why she's still in this position where is her life going <laughs> and uh is, is she ever going to move up the food chain really and it's just like uh oh and so <laughs> Retzko has this horrible job she deals with these like 
you know, she's got her work friends, but she's also got to deal with her, like, asshole boss, who's a pig, named uh, Mr. Tone. And, you know, the, her gossipy, hippo, overbearing coworker, and all these other people. And so what does she do to relieve the stress of her life? Is She goes to karaoke by herself, and she just, or she does it in the bathroom. Whenever she needs it, right? She goes, she relieves stress by doing uh, metal, hardcore, screamo in, in the karaoke room, which is, uh, which I was also like, ah, that's, that's me though. Like, I'm this cute little, okay, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to just like call myself cute, but like, come on, look at me. I'm like <laughs> this like short, sweet, you know what I'm, where I'm going with this. Like, I, I feel like I, if I was a little animal, I would look like Retzko. What? <laughs> Just a reminder that I'm alone in my house. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell you how many times, like, after college, we, we'd go to hardcore shows. And it was a big relief. And it was something that Retzko keeps to herself. And it's something that I keep to myself or kept to myself really and uh as the show goes on i only watched season one because like even though i probably could have kept going i was like let me stop here not confuse too much of the podcast because i was like okay i should just talk about this right uh as the show goes on she slowly starts showing people that this is who she is outside of work because she's had to maintain this image to her coworkers, like even her friend coworkers, including her love interest, uh, Haida, um, or I guess it's not she. He he is he is secretly in love with her. It's very Jim and Pam from The Office, and Fenico is the other one who's just like constantly kind of. She's got this like jaded, always on social media vibe about her. But even her closest friends at the office, she doesn't tell them that she's, like, going to karaoke and and just rage singing uh, about how much she hates her job, <laughs> amongst other things, you know. And this comes up, like, a couple of times. So there's sort of, like, two arcs. There's the, there's the Retsuko trying to impress her boss arc to the show, or trying to deal with her boss, I guess. And then there's uh, uh, Retzko's love arc, I guess, where she realizes to get out of my job, I could get married and then I would just be a stay-at-home mom and not have to work anymore. So that becomes sort of like the B, the B arc. And she goes up to Haida, who I think she knows is obviously into her, like, he totally's got a little crush on her. And another thing I picked up on is like there's a whole bit where he's like walking home in the rain <laughs> uh, at a low point and he's in his at-home clothes and it's like a punk leather jacket and it's like okay, you guys actually might have something in common if you would just like make a move, right? Anyway, that was kind of like a side note. But yeah, there's the second arc where she's like trying to get married and she goes to Haida and is like, if we were married, what 
would you make me work and he, or would you let me uh, stay at home and you would do all the working for us? And he was like, I don't know. I think uh, it would be fun to go to work together. <laughs> and she just was like, nope, I'm out. And she goes to the singles night, right? Oh, and another big part of her plan is like, I need to get, I need to get hot, right? <laughs> I need to be physically attractive if I'm going to seduce someone to fall in love with me so that I can quit my job. Like the whole point of her starting to go to yoga, which is what she ends up doing, is so that she can look attractive for somebody else. Doesn't matter who, but she just knows that like to get to to get a partner in life, she's going to have to look look healthy. I don't know. Uh and then it turns out she goes to yoga and the two sort of upper management gorilla and bird characters are also in yoga and she inadvertently becomes friends with them <laughs> and they end up at her karaoke spot because they're like let's hang out we're yoga friends now and for her it's like such a kind of mind fuck because how could these people that she I mean I think she thought that they wouldn't even know who she was because she was underneath them at work but of course they knew who she was. And of course they aren't perfect people, all, I guess animals, ha, all the time because they've got their own issues that they're dealing with. And they aren't the, the sort of like model business women that she had made them out to be in her mind, right? It's just crazy to me that this show is literally about cute animals and is drawn in this like super simplistic style <laughs> and it made me feel just the the widest range of emotions because <laughs> I feel like for the most part on on this podcast we've been thinking about like or we've been talking about shows that anime specifically that is based in the high school experience like I don't know off the top of my head if we've really delved into a show that's about like an adult <laughs> and of course this show that looks like it's made for literal babies in in its art style right this is one of those shows that like looks really simple but the more you watch it you're like okay they're really they're really doing this on purpose like it's simple but then they do little things like that feel really complicated like there's a there's this one bit where like I think it's Tone the pig like turns through kind of 3D in the way that he's drawn. And you're like, okay, that's like more complicated than this like thick line art flat color show. Anyway, just another aside. But yeah, so she ends up doing all of these things. Retsuko ends up doing all of these things that she thinks she's supposed to be doing for one reason. And it ends up helping her in a different way. So anyway, they, they end up at the karaoke spot. Her and her two upper management friends now. And she's, she's like trying to pick a karaoke song that they won't judge her for. Which I was like, been there not specifically in karaoke but it's like 
have you, have you ever been in a work situation where somebody's like, oh, what kind of music do you like? And you're like, oh, I don't know, metal? <laughs> you're like, uh, the Beatles? Like, and then everyone's like, oh, okay, you're lame. And you're like, what's the right thing to say? I, I was constantly in this, I don't know, kind of like mind trip in my early 20s where I was constantly trying to be the kind of person that other people wanted me to be or like thought I was and that was really hard and I mean if you think about it you're in high school you're in college you're in like this very kind of structured (laughs) uh like your life is chopped up into bits of time that you can make sense of and the people that you're interacting with you know they're only there for like a certain amount of time. And there's sort of a freedom to that because like if somebody doesn't like you, then it's okay because like the class is going to end or <laughs> the internship will stop or whatever. And I mean, I, I especially felt this because I also moved a lot as a kid, which we've also talked about. So like, even if I was going to interact with these people through elementary school in the back of my head, I was like, okay, well we will move eventually. So like low stakes basically. And then after college, it's like, okay, now not only do I have to make all the decisions for my life in, in a, in a way that's like completely not structured anymore, but I also need to figure out who the fuck I am (laughs) and all I think that I knew was that I wanted people to like me see this is what I meant I was like this is going to become therapy for me I think for John it was a lighter (laughs) but for me I'm I I have a lot of thoughts in my head and I feel like I'm just I'm just a stream of consciousness flowing them out at this point doesn't even matter that it's a, it's an anime show. Thanks for being here. Oh, uh, oh! By the way, we have merch. I should have said that at the at the beginning. But please buy our merch. We have T-shirts and hats. At why do people like anime? You'll see them on our page. But yeah, so <laughs> just like I feel like I'm all over the place. But I'm I'm enjoying myself. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I hope you're realizing why I need the balance of John in my life to sort of be like, okay, and cut response, and then you can say something again. Otherwise, I would just I would just spew nonsense probably for uh, for a whole hour. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, I was like such a people pleaser. I was like, okay, I don't really know how to be an adult, but I do think I can figure that out based on how people respond to me and that's like a huge problem that I also think that Retsuko has because she's constantly trying to meet what she thinks the expectations are of the world around her and the people around her so it's like how do I get my boss to like me right she's a constantly in this like power battle with her boss (laughs) throughout the whole season and she tries to do what the kind of suck up doe character does which is just wow you're so great 
you must be such a good golfer. Of course, he's like a a classic puffed up chest uh, machismo. You know, he's literally a pig boss. So like the 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 metaphor is not lost. <laughs> and she tries to do the whole suck up thing. And it like totally backfires because it's so ingenuine. And uh, later on in the season, she does have this kind of heart to heart with her boss about why uh, they have this sort of dynamic and uh, how he really feels about her. And it's like, I think one of the, I think either the gorilla character or the bird from upper management explained to her to just like, maybe you should just like have a beer with your boss. Maybe you should just like try to level with him as a, as another human person instead of building him up in your head as this like untouchable figure. Here's another thing that I experienced in my life. I had a hard time, like, okay, I had a hard time sort of like anybody who was above me. I didn't know how to relate to somebody who like, like a teacher, right? Or maybe even my parents to some extent. Like, I thought they were sort of like, we've got this A-B dynamic and I can't like cross over the line of this dynamic to be a friend to you or something because we have to maintain this this power dynamic if that makes any sense like uh I had a really hard time like I was like oh I have to be impressive to this person who's above me in you know whatever the situation was so that's like a boss or a teacher or it's like you're here to make me better so like I need to perform in a certain way so that you are proud of me right if you don't know I was I was kind of like an A student in that way I was like a little bit of a teacher's pet in that way (laughs) not in like oh here's your coffee Mr. Johnson it's like more of like I do the assignments I don't complain I'm I'm like always there to to a point where I was like really kind of affecting my mental health probably (laughs) because things had to be done a certain way I remember once in high school I I would take notes very diligently and I had a Spanish teacher who obviously didn't care about Spanish teaching Spanish he just wanted to be the basketball coach and get paid well to do that (laughs) and uh, he taught us all this like I don't know. It was like, uh, what, what was it where it was like, he blank, she blank, they blank blank, you know, verbs or whatever. He taught us this, this conjugation or I literally don't know what the word is, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. He taught us this with accents on everything. So what did I do? I put accents on everything. Everyone failed this test. I mean, F like zero everyone failed and we complained to him that this is exactly we all had the exact same notes and he refused to sort of budge on this grade and it like it it affected my average you know what I'm saying like and I had a meltdown about it because I knew I was right I was right I still think I'm right (laughs) and I I had never rage cried quite like that in like 
I don't think ever until this moment in high school. I mean, I'm sure I did as like a, a kid or something, but it was, uh, it was in a whole different context where I, uh, I felt slighted, you know? And I think Gret uh, Retzko totally feels slighted. Maybe this is a good point to talk about metal. So she's going to... <laughs> oh my god. She's going to karaoke. Or it's just like... It's built into every episode. They're very short. They're like 15 minutes long each. And they're, it's built into almost every episode where she has this sort of righteous metal solo moment to like this standard karaoke song <laughs> where she can just let her feelings be known in a very like yeah kind of macho way it made me think of um made me think about baby metal that band baby metal and they're like the band that sort of coined kawaii metal if you don't listen to a lot of metal metal music, uh, it, it's it's corny as hell. Yeah, and I think John would agree with me. And and this comes from somebody who does like genuinely listen to metal sometimes. And I know John does too, to a certain extent. Like every now and then, you sprinkle a little metal into your mix. Why? Because it it makes you feel good. It's it's uh I don't know. I I heard somebody explain like. The same reason, it's like, why do depressed people like depressing music? And it's like, that's comfortable for them in a way that maybe being in a really like poppy setting, like if I, if I went to a, I don't know, who's like really, if I went to like a Taylor Swift concert or something, I would probably feel very like out of place because... That's not sort of like my baseline. And uh, sometimes listening to depressing music, not that metal is depressing, but it, I think it's sort of a similar thing where it's like you listen to this type of music to to power up in a, <laughs> in a sense, like uh, to to kind of like rage out a little bit. Like, I mean, there's definitely like heavier music out there. That's the thing. That's why I'm like, metal is kind of like an entry point for a lot of people. And I think the band Baby Metal really like highlighted um, the fact that metal is like, a, or, or dominated by uh, just like tons of masculine energy. <laughs> and like, it's, it's kind of silly because the, the music itself is built on this idea of, of, like vikings going into battle <laughs> or something some like stuff that now feels almost corny or like if you're listening to like i don't know is kiss metal if you're listening to kiss john where john <laughs> john help me it if you're listening to sort of like fun rock music that's like doing something that's like for everybody and i think I think, okay, here's here's my hot take for the episode. I feel like metal is very in line with what anime is. Where if you don't, if you're not partaking, you don't really understand it. You don't get the appeal of it. So like if you haven't listened to a metal album, you're not, 
you're not going to get it. Like if you don't watch Fruits Basket, <laughs> it's like same thing or, you know, Full Metal Alchemist or something. I feel like there's there's like a similarity, like anime is to television as metal is to music, you know? Does that make sense? Does anybody agree with me on that? I am a little worried that I'm that that I'm I, I would have like too like a bad opinion or something or say something wrong and have nobody to check me on it. <laughs> That's why we love the balance of of Julie and John. Anyway, I've been going for wow, half an hour and I'm at the end of my notes. But just to wrap up the baby metal thing, it's like nothing is more fun than fucking with some hyper-masculine shit. And just having... I think... I, I, I'm not surprised that cute anime girls dressed up doing metal music took off the way that it did in, what, 2015 or something like that? And, um... Yeah, I'm not surprised that this show is doing really well, even for a company like Sanrio. <laughs> I think it's a smart move on their part to to make this, and I think it's into its fourth season. And I certainly am going to continue watching it. I know I didn't touch on like every single point, but I think it's like a really well written show. I think it's a really smart show. I think the visual metaphors are really on point, like. There is a literal weasel that is the weasel behind the boss that's always, you know, trying to... He's like the guy that repeats everything the boss says and says, yeah! <laughs> You're like, okay, sit down, George, you know. That guy. Anyway, I just, I felt a lot of uh, similarities to this character and it made me think about my life and my direction and how happy I am to have figured out how to be kind of more authentically myself. I think this podcast has had a lot to do with that and sort of like speak confidently and have opinions and voice those opinions, honestly, without being afraid that somebody's going to say your opinion is bad. Because I, I fully understand somebody that's going to be like, metal, metal is so cool and you saying that it's goofy and fun is like really problematic or whatever you know i don't know metal is goofy and fun that's why it works in the context of this show and whoever does the screaming for this show is a great screamer as well <laughs> whoever does the screaming for retsko i think her using this there's like a scene where she's sharing this with her two new friends from work and they're impressed by it oh i have to talk about retsasuke so she goes on this date with retsasuke who is from sales and uh, she falls head over heels for this guy and she is completely blinded by her want to be in a relationship and her happiness in being in a relationship that she doesn't realize that this guy is garbage <laughs> garbage and I was like I see myself in that too not to say that like all my relationships didn't teach me something 
But I feel like that first relationship that you're in, you're just like so enamored with the fact that you've, that somebody, somebody is, is, has fallen for you. You know, you're, you're, you're like dreaming of your life together. She literally sees everything painted in pink and becomes this kind of love, uh, I don't know, love, uh, blinded robot and everyone around her is like when is she gonna wake up right (laughs) when is she gonna wake up to the fact that red sasuke is not good for her and they have nothing in common and maybe he's kind of a jerk like there's a scene and maybe she's bending over backwards to make something work that's not working and the moment that she realizes that is when she brings him to uh, her karaoke. And she's like, I want to share this with you. I haven't been completely honest with you. This is what I love to do. And she does this performance for him. And he says, wow, you're really good at that. And she just loses her spark, right? Like, this guy doesn't care about who she really is. And she's like, it's over. Boom. And I will also say about that is uh, Haida, the guy who obviously really does care about her, although he is having a really hard time saying it to her. (laughs) I think that whole arc where she's dating another guy and he's like, you know what? It's my own fault for not going for it (laughs) is like also so soul crushing and relatable and it really paints him as like oh he's a he's a good guy like in general he's not just crushing hard on this girl and while he's like annoyed that he's not the one in that position he does still want her to be happy and I don't know I just really liked that as part of the whole thing that he blames himself for not going for it more so than he blames her for not seeing him as like the suitable mate, if that makes any sense. And it kind of ends on a cliffhanger season one where uh, she is in the hospital. Why is she in the hospital? I can't remember. But she's like, I need you to say it basically to Haida. And it like pans out and they're obviously talking and you're like, ooh, is he telling? Is he confessing his feelings for her? Um which I don't know. I'll have to watch season two. I'll probably watch it a little bit tonight to see what happens with them. But it's it's giving me not everybody likes The Office, but it's it's very reminiscent. It's very reminiscent of The Office and sort of the the show does that thing that The Office does, where even like kind of the worst characters, uh, you end up kind of feeling for them a little bit and understanding them a little bit more as the show goes on like I even I I thought there were some characters that were just going to be annoying but even they had mini arcs of their own where they you know grew into a more complex character it's really a character driven story what can I say this cute happy tree friend do you remember happy tree friends that was a time, right? <laughs> if you don't know what that is, um, it was a probably what was it on Newgrounds or something? Oh my God! Yeah, no, it was a it was cute 
furry animals doing cute furry animal stuff and it always ended with them dying in horrific and violent ways what was that all about why was that like the thing i feel like when we were growing up it was all about shock humor and like thank god we are past that like i don't know like the the sort of like i'm going to be as shocking as possible and that's what's funny makes me think about like annoying orange or there was a lot of stuff online when sort of the myspace days were happening where it's just like there's some things that i like wish i could erase from my memory you know maybe that's a topic for a different day uh i think i'll wrap it up here thank you wow okay yeah thank you so much for listening to me talk about agretzko let me know what you thought of agretzko Sorry if I didn't know everybody's names. Sorry if I didn't remember all of the beats. I didn't have... (laughs) I only had my brain. Honestly, I'm very impressed with how I did. Uh, Maybe maybe I won't be when I listen back, but um, it's too late. It's done. (laughs) It's done. Uh, Hopefully you found this endearing, at the very least. And if you did, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Why Do People Like Anime. You can uh, buy some merch if you'd like to support our podcast in just, uh, just just the best way possible is to buy a piece of merch. Uh, it's, it's not cheesy merch at all. It doesn't say why do people like anime on it. Honestly, I think it's really cool if you like metal, if you like baby metal, if you like Grateful Dead, <laughs> then you could buy our merch. It's on, uh, it's on Etsy. It's on Depop now as well. Just search Kill Her Instincts. You could buy some stickers. Why not? Why not? Hurts. What, what's that quote? Um, Growth the economy. <laughs> Hurts nobody. Benefits everybody. Okay, goodbye. Watch more anime. Drive safe.